Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. And here in season one, we're talking about the outdoor recreation industry. And uh, today I'm pleased to have on the podcast, Kayleen Griffith, who is the president and CEO of Visit Bentonville. Uh, she's also the chair of the Arkansas State uh, Parks, Heritage, and Tourism Commission. That must be a neat job. And she's somebody I deeply respect in our community and and proud to call a colleague and friend. So, Kayleen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be with you. Great. Well, let's just dive right in. Tell us about you. Sure, you bet. Um, I am originally from Dodge City, Kansas, and um, I was fortunate to live in a town that was tourism. But I moved around um, as I got into college. I worked for Disney. I worked for the YMCA. Um, and then I worked for Dodd City uh, Chamber of Commerce, and I was their director of special events. Um, I've had a great opportunity in working in a lot of different fields. Um, I realized that um, I had done special events for a lot of different companies and realized that I'd been in tourism probably since I've been about 15 um, doing different odds and ends of jobs um, or in the hospitality from restaurants to bars, different things that I've done throughout my career. And I've had this uh, great opportunity to be part of a tourism industry that I have always loved. I just didn't know that that was an opportunity as a career. And so in 2005, um, no, 2004, uh, my parents moved here and I was fortunate that they were really, they were looking for a job not to bring me here, but to bring my kids here. And um, they would much rather be around them than me. <laughs> and so uh, we um, had this opportunity and I was able to interview and everything fell into place. And I'm here in Bentonville and loving it. That's great. So you were just, I didn't tell you I was going to uh, say anything about this, but congratulations. You were just awarded Tourism Person of the Year in Arkansas. I think last year you were Influencer of the Year. You have all these awards that you're adding to your uh, to your uh, wall, I guess. Uh, that must be pretty neat. Thank you for your service to our community and to the state. Well, I think I'm fortunate to be working with some wonderful people, and I've had some great mentors in uh, over the years. And I think in our industry, it's a huge collaboration. And being the thing I think I love about both of those is that they are voted on or presented by your peers. And I think uh, that's an honor for me uh, to be respected by them. But uh, I love working with our industry. It's one of the best jobs in the world. That's great. So why Bentonville? Uh, I think you told us how you got here, but why have you stayed? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, what I love about it is the people. Uh, hands down, I'm fortunate that within about three to five months, um, I felt like this was home. The people made us feel welcome. Our family was very uh, welcome, but my parents were here. My siblings were here. So we were all here. So of course it's family, but I felt like the people that were here made me feel um, welcome and part of their families. And I think that was the kind of the key initially. I think what has even extended that stay to 17 years is that we have innovation going on and creativity that and progress that every day is a new day. And we have this great opportunity and I have this great opportunity to be part of it. Uh, Visit Bentonville gets to be part of a lot of the initiatives that are going on in our industry. And it is one of those things that it's kind of um, exciting, but it's also in, in, uh, invigorating to kind of move forward in that. And so every day is a great day and uh, to be here and we get to support what's going on. 
Absolutely. You know, that you said at the beginning um, how you were immediately welcomed into the community. I mean, we landed here in December of 2020. Everybody was still, <laughs> right, <laughs> masked up, locked down, not yeah. really uh, having any events. And even in that time, we felt that same welcoming mm-hmm. uh, of the community. And I thought that that was pretty neat because yep. I've lived all over the country and have never really felt that in that way. I, I immediately agree. felt part of the family. Um, and I'm blown away every day just driving around. There's always some sort of new construction happening. There's always some kind of new company coming to town, uh, people everywhere. It's amazing. Yes. So 2005, you've been here yeah. a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like you're a native. Yeah. Um, kind of. I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. What, what changes have you seen in Bentonville in that time? And just to give the audience an idea, yeah. 2005, what was the population? 21,000. Wow. And so now we're at about 55,000. Yes. Yeah. So I think uh, the biggest change from a tourism's perspective, and then I'll look at it from a community's perspective, but the tourism perspective is we were really a pass-through destination. We really had the only thing was the five and dime, Walmart five and dime, and people wanted to see that museum. And of course, we were always a corporate destination Um, for years. uh, We've been that corporate destination. So we were, we did not have a large tourism um, you know, product in our community. And I think that is the biggest change for me that we went from having a pass-through destination where we were fortunate that they came into our community, maybe eight, and then they went on down the road. Now we're getting them for, uh, and on average, uh, a couple days, you know, two to three nights, uh, they can stay. Um, the fortunate thing that we're doing even now is the people can come into Bentonville, stay in Bentonville, and you can go almost any direction within 30 to 40 minutes and have an experience of some time. So we can be a hub for them, and then they can go and enter all, go and, you know, kind of the spoke of uh, their destinations to experience it. That's cool. I, you know, growing up uh, in Arkansas, I grew up in central Arkansas, they moved all over the country. Uh, but before I left, it was uh, it was the early 90s. I don't think we ever thought about Northwest Arkansas. And now Northwest Arkansas is really leading the state. Um, in fact, um, you know, in those days, the license tag said the land of opportunity. But the reality was there wasn't opportunity. And then it became the natural state. And now it perhaps should be changed to the land of milk and honey. <laughs> it is not, it's not just the natural state, yeah. but there is so much amazing opportunity in every aspect of our lives. Um, can you introduce the audience to visit Bentonville and perhaps tell us what's different? Uh, tell us the differences between, especially for the local folks, between Visit Bentonville and Downtown Bentonville, Inc. And even, even us over at uh, Bentonville Economic Development and the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce. What's the difference? Sure. Well, I think first and foremost, we we all have different missions um, in some form. We all work really well together. And I think that's the fortunate thing. We can be parallel, but we can also be perpendicular, but it's a positive collaborative effort. Um, we are, our job is to brand, promote, and sell Bentonville as a tourism destination. Um, hopefully we're stimulating economic development. So the things we're doing and creating those storytelling opportunities of the quality of life that's happening here are going to bleed over into the economic development story, and also down to the downtown Bentonville. And we partner with all of those uh, organizations. I think from a chamber perspective, and you're going to answer this better than I am because this is your world, but I do think that you guys are all about business retention, business recruitment, and partnering with those businesses to help elevate them within our community. And then uh, the downtown Bentonville is, you know, they're, they're a storytelling entity also, but they're really focused on how do they enhance our downtown. And our downtown is a large 
area. It goes from 8th Street to, and I want to say it's about 17,000 square feet or, or 17,000 17, 17, acres or something like that. It's a crazy number because it goes from Tiger to Walton to Jay to 8th Street. I may be wrong on those square footage. <laughs> I'm not good at that. Um, but those, they're all working together, but we're all working um, alongside each other on a regular basis. I think we we meet regularly. We talk regularly. We keep each other um, in the loop on what's going on. Uh, so that we can enhance and help each other as we move through these, you know, these very busy and hectic times. Yeah, you bet. I mean, the story and the product that you put out there um, for folks all across the country is quite evident when I uh, speak with them. They absolutely know about Bentonville and many times it's because they're coming to visit here uh, first and they're hearing about Bentonville from Visit Bentonville. And so you are doing uh, an amazing job. And one of the things that, you know, early on that, you know, we talked a little bit earlier, our, we were the home of Walmart and that was pretty much our story. Yeah. Now we're the home of Walmart. We're the mountain bike capital of the world. We are an arts destination. So we're a lot of different things now. And so we get to tell a lot of different stories uh, in 2022 versus 2005. That storytelling uh, was a little bit different. You bet. So who do y'all serve? I mean, you serve people who are coming here but is it uh, also then businesses and I, I guess uh, tourism directors and guides and convention folks? Sure. How do, how do people, who do you serve and how do you serve them? So I'm going to, that, that's a great uh, question because I really am fortunate it, to be in a community that really embraces tourism. But one of the things that we do is we serve uh, the visitors that are coming into our area um, on a leisure travel. So we make sure that their experience is positive and we communicate with them what's going on in our area. And then we can also kind of guide them when they get here, where they're going with our visitor's guide, with our restaurant map, with our retail guide. All those things can happen. But we have another side as, as our sales team talks to meeting planners, uh, sports organizers, group tour operators, wedding organizers uh, from reunions. Uh, to military uh, reunions. We have a little bit of everything that's going on and we're taking care of them. But I think one of the most unique experiences that our CVB or our Tourism Bureau uh, folk is different than is that we invest back into our community on tourism product that enhances our for our residents. And so I'll use examples of they were going to not, my understanding is they were looking at uh, phase two for the community center and they were going to do the eight lane uh, pool us and the school uh, came together to uh, invest in that. And so now we can have swim meets there all year round. And we host the 7A state, 6A state, 5A state, uh, 3A, 2A, and 1A state swim meets at there and the dive meets at the um, community pool. And then we also turfed all of our baseball and softball fields at Memorial Park. So now, since we've done that, and my understanding, and uh, um, the Parks Department could correct me, um, we haven't canceled a tournament or a league game. Um, we've had to delay them because of lightning, but not because of rain. Uh, we've been able to move through them with the turf, which has been a huge asset for us. Because um, when I came here, we had about six tournaments. I think we're up to a little over 20 tournaments a year. And that's a huge economic impact for us. And that's the kind of stuff that we like to see happen. So our investment into the community serves our visitors, but it also really impacts our local citizens at the same time. That's incredible. I've got to know, since we're uh, updating some parks and I believe adding some cricket pitches, yeah. are we to expect some cricket tournaments in the future? We are. We're In fact, uh, I just got an email yesterday about uh, looking at something coming in this summer. So we're really excited 
to when that does come, we'll see some cricket kind of events and activities that hopefully bring in people from all over the world. That's great. Well, while we're talking about events, can you tell us about some events that are coming up in the next three months, maybe this sure, year? Sure, sure. So we have the Freshgrass Festival at the Momentary. We're really excited about that in May. Uh, the Bike Fest Festival is in June. Um, there, That is a big, brings in six to 10,000 people from all over and really talks about cycling, brings in different product, um, brings in professional cyclists. So if you're into professional cyclists, you can't miss that. And then in June, we also have the Bentonville Film Festival, and that brings in films from all over the world uh, that focus on diversity and women. And so we're really excited um, about um, those three festivals that are coming in the next two months. Uh, And they're all different audiences. So you're looking at music, you're looking at cycling, and you're looking at film, the film industry. So we have a lot of different things going on and uh, a lot of different focuses. That's wonderful. I I noticed, uh, well, one I'm more familiar with, but I noticed in a couple of weeks, isn't the minority uh, biking week here? Yeah. You know what? How did that happen? Yeah. So uh, we were working with a gentleman, Harry Hill, and we're super excited. He's a, he's so wonderful. Um, He is, um, he came with a group of people last year, just a bunch of guys that were coming in. Um, They were all African-American riders and they, you know, it's kind of a new audience for the cycling industry. Mm -hmm. And they had about 25 to 30 of them that came in last year. They have over a hundred this year coming in and it continues to grow, but it's not just the African-American or black. It is also minority. So they're looking at bringing in other nationalities. And so we're really excited about that. But over a hundred, little over a hundred of those guys are going to be here next week, guys and gals. Um, don't want to miss that. Um, but they'll be here next week. Uh, we're really excited, but we're looking and it's focused on mountain biking. Um, but he just uh, pitched an idea that maybe focusing on gravel and road cycling also for next year and just introducing uh, another whole nother audience to our community and sharing that story, uh, what's going on in our community and, and enhancing it. So we're really looking forward to that and next week. Yeah, that's really exciting. I've noticed uh, since I've been here that one of the things that's a really big deal about Bentonville that we've really built around is accessibility, um, things like mountain biking to people who've never experienced it or whole different groups of people who haven't experienced it, but other aspects of the outdoors and just living Mm -hmm. in culture uh, in much the same way. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that if you have any thoughts on it. Yeah, I think um, cycling is our biggest draw right now with arts and then, of course, the corporate world. But cycling being that it's the outdoors and I think in the last two years with COVID, people were looking for alternative uh, activities that are very safe. And I think cycling and hiking and running were all avenues that we could go. We were fortunate uh, with the trails that we've been building in the last 10 years. It just enhanced our visitor at that time. We had um, <clears throat> our numbers almost doubled in the usage of our trails. Uh, people from all over the world came to ride our trails um, it was, it's one of those things about the outdoors and tourism that are going together. Um, we're fortunate that the state has recently in 2021 adopted an outdoor recreation department. Um, so we have that avenue that of things that are going on being the natural state, we should be capitalizing on that. Um, and I think it's been huge for us as a community and what we have um, and then if you look at uh, even the Crystal Bridges mission, is it's about the intersection of art and outdoors and nature. So we really are continuing to see that uh, throughout our community um, from that outdoor aspect of it. And you're seeing businesses that are focused on cycling coming into the area to serving 
servicing the number of folks that we have in this area. Um, and we want to continue to do that. That's great. So our state of Arkansas has uh, long been known for its scenic outdoor beauty, uh, for its attractions, and our reputation has really served as a, a safety net, if you will, during challenging times for more urban destinations. And Northwest Arkansas is, of course, spectacular for its beauty. Uh, and, you know, having Bentonville here in Northwest Arkansas, as we've talked about, home of the world's largest company, mountain biking capital of the world, how else should we be? Uh, should people be thinking about us? Well, I, I think I've talked a little bit about it. I think um, with the arts, I think that's another avenue for us. But I think one of the things that's most important for us is that we haven't spoke about is that we're an aviation. We're looking at the backcountry kind of experience. And you're talking about outdoors, that backcountry experience. We work with our municipal airport to tell that story. Um, and that's not just a local Bentonville. That's a statewide story. Uh, we have some of the most beautiful being part of the Ozarks. And, you know, of course, we're the Oz brand. Um, it is a huge asset for us. But we, we're really looking at um, with the arts and the um, cycling and the outdoors. That's intersecting throughout our trail system within the museum and the the vision that you get when you go to the museum. No museum has as many windows as a Crystal Bridges Museum has. And then you're also looking at um, the culinary experience where it's from the farm to the table type of experience. A lot of our restaurants are locally owned. So we have this really great opportunity that we're capitalizing our nature and our natural beauty that we already have, not just from looks, but also from taste. And I think we have that opportunity that we need to continue to capitalize on that. Yeah, it really is unique. I, I've been around a lot of places and this town in particular doesn't really have that many, um, I'll call it uh, the the chain restaurants. They really are local restaurants and many different unique restaurants. And I absolutely love it because I love food. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, I love great food. Um you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, the Bentonville Beacon first season really leans into the outdoor recreation industry. Um, will you give us our, our, your pitch on why people should come here to Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas to experience the outdoors? How is it different from the rest of the country? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that I talked about right early on, why I love the area is the people. That is the number one compliment we get. Um, if you're here for the cycling, you get an experience where everybody in our community has adopted that cycling culture or that cycling initiative that we have pushed through for our community. And we want to continue to do that. But I think the people are really what makes the experience unique. But if you're on a bike, you don't have to get in a car. You can rent an Airbnb. You can get to your hotel. Our trail system goes through, weaves throughout our community and you get this great experience. So you can get on a bike, you can ride to your, go ride on the trails, you can do paved or single track, you can go eat breakfast, go ride, come back, eat dinner, go ride. Um, you can even stop in your biking gear, head out to Crystal Bridges, go to the Native American Museum, take the kids to the Amazium. Nobody thinks anything of it if you're in your bike gear and going to, into the museum. It's just part of our you know, our world right now. And we want to continue to support that. But I think that's what makes our experience unique. Um, I have a friend here from Illinois this week and he walked in and he goes, I have never seen so many people. He goes, but every single person has talked to us, visited with us, told us what to do, 
give, given us ideas, additional things. And it's the experience that you get. It's kind of like we moved here because we, and we stayed here because we feel like family. We make others feel like that, which then turns around. And I think there's a question coming or I'm going to answer it is that people then turn around and want to move here because they want that experience every day because um, we're getting it every day when we live here. Yeah, you bet. Okay. So people, since you uh, just uh, prompted me there, uh, people come and visit Bentonville. How often do they send for their things yeah. or how often do they come back and just live here? Yeah. Well, you know, I laugh about this because I always tell people that I'm I'm just going to say a number and I don't have a number. I need some study done or research done. But I think when we have festivals and events uh, that we're bringing in, you know, we bring in about 60 to 70 sporting events into the area every year. Uh, prior to COVID, it slowed down 20 and 21, but we're getting back up there. We've done about 30 cycling events every year um, that we're involved in. So over a hundred events. And I would say that approximately 2%, and this is just me kind of guessing, there is no official data um, is that about 2% are people looking for houses or they move here within a year to two years. Um, we have people that move here without jobs. Uh, we have people that have um, bought houses here because they they come and visit so often and they stay here and they rent it as an Airbnb and then they um, live here kind of you know on and off until they're ready to make it their final destination. So we're we're seeing that on a regular basis. And I mean, I think the last number I heard, and you may correct me, um, 33 people a day approximately yeah. are moving into the area. And it's the whole Northwest Arkansas. But that's the benefit of it is that we are like a, I call us a mini metro. Um, I've never heard that before, but I'm making it up because we don't have one metropolitan city that leads our effort. We have five wonderful communities at 49 uh, that really lead our effort. And so we don't have one city doing it. We're getting to work together as all smaller communities. And then we get to kind of come together as one uh, to invite people into our area. And, you know, you go from one to the other and you can get there in what, 25 to 35 minutes at the most. If you, I guess if you know where you're going and maybe drive a little bit faster, you might be one end to the other, but uh, from that perspective. So um, you do have that opportunity to really enjoy the community and, um, we're all a little bit unique. So you can kind of come here and have different experiences in every community and still really love the area. It really is like that. You know, I've lived in some other uh, places. I, I think I went from Central Arkansas to, to uh, went to New Orleans, Nashville, Chicago, Denver, Memphis, and then finally came home to stay. Uh, and I think about places like Chicago, which has all these suburbs around it and different unique neighborhoods and when you go up I-49, it really is just like that. You're going to these different unique neighborhoods and there's something there for absolutely everybody and always a new experience. And our bonus is that we have some wonderful outlying communities um, like uh, Gentry, Siloam Springs, yeah. uh, Eureka Springs that you can go and visit um, and still get a wonderful experience. And they're really part of our family. Um, they're just, you know, they're just off 49. They are, and they're all surrounding us. Yes. I like to think of this place as a, a place as a base camp. Yes, I agree. So this is truly an amazing place uh, with the experience in the outdoors. We talk about the middle of the country being the only thing going for that type of experience in the outdoors. I mean, if, other than snow and going to the ocean, we have it all. And really, we are the only place in the middle of the country that has all of those aspects in one place. The quality of life is amazing. Uh, I would say arguably better than anywhere else that you'll find. I challenge somebody to top the quality of life here. Um, 
What should we be telling remote workers and uh, business leaders about this place from that perspective? Sure. I think one of the things that um, I learned early on in this opportunity that I've had here is that we have so many different things going on and so many different people that are investing in our community and supporting the initiatives that are going on that I think a door could be open to anybody that is looking for things that are going on with the cycling industry. Doors should be opening for the arts industry. How do you look at what's going on in the culinary? If you have a restaurant idea or something, it is possibly an opportunity here that it's more viable than in some destinations. I think aviation, if you have a passion for aviation, there are so many things going on that are going to be new and exciting uh, for us in this area. And we have our municipal airports like no other municipal airport um, in any other city. And I I can boost that and very, very proudly. um, I love it at Thaden Fieldhouse. And then I also think that one of the fastest growing things that we have going right now is our music. Um, It's starting to grow in this area. We didn't have a lot of music destinations. Fayetteville does a great job of this. And so we can, and Rogers does a phenomenal job with the amp, but Bentonville is kind of grabbing hold of it and slowly growing. And it's more of that local artist. Uh, We're focusing on that kind of aspect of things. And then I think the last thing that people um, don't get to see every day and we don't probably talk about is the film production that's starting to happen. The Bentonville Film Festival kind of opened up a door for us uh, for producers and directors looking at our area in Northwest Arkansas as a great place to film. So in those six areas of interest, those are all things that are growing quickly and growing very fast. If you have something that you're looking at from those, and I'm looking at it from a tourism standpoint, I think you could go into more about the uh, technology type of things that are going on, that really the technology things do support our industry very much so. We can continue to see that. I think our hospitality industry, um, if you're looking for a job or something in that industry, you have that opportunity. And being a going from a waitress to a hotel front desk Uh, to Disney as a lifeguard, to uh, the YMCA. All of those opportunities are here. Uh, You can find something in the tourism and hospitality industry. If that's an industry that you're looking for, we have the jobs for you. There's so much to capitalize on in this region. uh, And there's so many things that are are changing right now. New businesses coming in, new industries, expanding on these industries that you've talked about. Uh, I've heard the uh, number recently, uh, again, of 10,000 plus jobs open across the two counties that we call Northwest Arkansas. A couple of thousand of those are technology jobs. Yes. Come on over. (laughs) There's there's just so much going on. uh, And I'm really excited about, you know, what that means, uh, not just for now, but for the future. Mm -hmm. Kaylee, let's say a business leader or entrepreneur or remote worker has is, is listening right now and you've really piqued their interest. What's the next step they should take? Well, I think the most important thing is to do your research. You know, uh, we'd love for you to visit. And I think uh, James or myself would be more than happy to help you. Uh, We want to make sure that you feel welcome when you come. And if there's people that you want to be introduced to or there's a someone that we can help you meet, uh, that's what our job is. Um, I think uh, I always tell people that we're that middleman in a lot of situations. Uh, We're always inviting you to our community. I say that we're kind of like the community's party planner. Uh, We want you to come into our community and we're going to make sure you have a great experience while you're here. If it's just coming in and looking at jobs, uh, we're going to make sure James or I can introduce you. If it's in the tourism industry, I'm here. If it's not, uh, James is more than happy to help you uh, meet the right people and even get you the information that you need. Um, But I think I always tell people, 
uh, that's seeing it is believing it. So you need to come into the community and experience our community and make it, uh, you can kind of see what's going on when you're here. You also feel the energy when you're here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can say that you can feel the energy through a TV, but I think when you're here, it's just a whole nether type of energy. Yeah, I, I, it, it really is. Um, and so when you think then about mountain bikers, art connoisseurs, and so on, same question, what should they be doing next? Well, I think first and foremost, I still think it's, they've got to come here to see it and experience it and understand it. Um, those guys are exactly uh, the folks that we're looking for. Um, they, we want them to be in our community. You know, there's this creative economy that we're working on here. Uh, Cash is a local organization that if you're looking at the arts, music, performance, uh, visual, they are a great resource. But I think we continue to build on that uh, by showing what we have going on. And But I think we're here, um, I think still it's about the people, we're here to help. Um, and I think that's the most important thing. We have numerous communities coming in. Um, right now I'm working with North Carolina, a city in North Carolina, or it's a county in North Carolina, uh, a county in Missouri, and we just got done with uh, a Florida county and um, also a county in Nebraska. They bring a group of their leaders into our community to find out what we're doing and how we're doing it. And a lot of them are from municipalities, but some of them are business owners and investors into the community. Um, and they bring them in and they want to know what we're doing. And so I think we should be really proud of that as we're kind of a pilot or we're showcasing what we're doing and people are going back and um, emulating it in their community in the way that it works for them, because not everything works for everybody in the same community. And you know that when you travel around. So absolutely. You have to do what works for you. Um, You know, I often hear people uh, ask the question, uh, you know, is this the next Austin, the next Silicon Valley, whatever. And I both love and hate that question. And the thing that I love about that question is it creates the opportunity for response. And my response is absolutely not. There are many things we can learn from these places, but what we should aspire to be is the next best version of us and keep doing that. And that's how this place is, has been built uh, by being the next best version uh, of us. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on that. I think the big thing for me is that all of those destinations, um, like in Austin, there are a lot of things that Austin did well, and we can you know, capitalize on those things that do well. And we have a great relationship with their tourism department. We have a great relationship with their community. We we took people down there to Austin to look at them a, a few years ago. And they told us the things that went well. They also gave us that insight that we're not going to have to learn the, of things that didn't go well. So we could kind of make that work. And it really works out well for us. But we're fortunate, I think, in our industry, I think in the chamber world, in the tourism world, that we can pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going well in your community? And we can kind of learn from each other. And I think we're fortunate from that perspective. But I do think Bentonville is a unique, uh, you know, aspect of a city. Um, and I'm very proud of how our city works well together. And I'm just going to give you an example. I've been in this job for 17 years. And every single Monday for 17 years, there's a group of us that meets. And that goes from the mayor to the chamber president to myself to the Downtown Association, to the Walton Family Foundation, to Walmart, to uh, our Crystal Bridges, to Amazium, to our superintendent of our schools. Uh, and we talk about what's going on in our community. It's a one-hour meeting. You think about it, it started out with three people and now it has, I think, 13. And we talk about what's going on and we have this really great opportunity. We work really well together and not all communities are allowed to that. And we're all sitting at the table 
telling them our concerns, telling them the successes, and also talking about some of the challenges and how can we can support each other. And I think that is what made has made Bentonville's leadership unique, but very, very successful. You know, I, I actually got goosebumps when you said that, when you said 17 years and then started going down this amazing list of folks that in most any place would be difficult to get in one room, mm-hmm. uh, difficult at best to get them in, in, in one room and to hear that they're all working together in this way. And and that's the thing I've noticed in this community, whether formally or informally, we're always walking in that same direction uh, toward growth. And maybe I'll tell you a couple of stories too. But yeah. uh, so while you're thinking about the story, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple with you. Uh, but I want you to tell me a story, an interesting story that sort of encompasses or uh, like Bentonville, like this is the essence of what is Bentonville. And I'll tell you from an economic development perspective uh, of what those look like of people coming here. Uh, There's a company we were working with uh, when I was here early on in Wisconsin and they were talking, the, the CEO was talking about coming here, talking about coming here. We kept having this conversations about what that would look like. And then he went, he ghosted me for a month. I thought, what is going on? And then somebody sent me a text and it was a picture of their vehicle in town and said, are you familiar with this? And so I sent the guy a text. He said, oh man, he goes, I've been so busy. I finally just came on down. I've been living out of my truck for a month. I'm still looking for that place to live, but I had to be there. Met another couple who uh, had a restaurant in Northern California. Uh, it's sort of a Tex-Mex barbecue restaurant. They're still looking around here, but uh, they had moved from Texas to Northern California. When I say Northern California, I mean north, north. of San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. true Northern California, almost Oregon. Uh, and they were doing, I looked them up online. They were doing really well. They had these amazing reviews and they just couldn't take it anymore. They're like, we're done with California. We can't do this here anymore. We have to do something different. And they were on their way back to Texas and an uncle or a cousin or somebody called them and they were having this conversation about what they were going to do next. They said, hey, have you been to Arkansas lately? And they said, Arkansas? No. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to Northwest Arkansas lately? said, Northwest Arkansas? Absolutely not. I don't know why I'd go there. I don't know anything about the place. They said, you've got to go check it out. And so they said they detoured and they said, we've been here for three months. (laughs) and we're staying and we're going to build a restaurant and we're going to buy a house and we just can't leave. We got here when we were blown away. And so we're looking for this place in Bentonville to put this restaurant or if not Bentonville, somewhere else in Northwest Arkansas. But those two stories aren't that unusual. I keep hearing them over and over again. I'm just blown away that that happens. And I'm I'm going to give you one that's real close. Um, my uh, my family's from Dodge City, Kansas, mm-hmm. and my dad wanted to kind of semi-retire and wanted to be close to water. And um, he was looking at hot springs and looking at hot springs. And he's a chiro- was a chiropractor. And then my brother uh, just graduated from college, and somebody said, "Hey." You should look at Northwest Arkansas if you're going to go with your son. It's really progressive and a lot's going on. And this was in 2004. And my dad came up for one weekend. He'd been going to Hot Springs for about five or six years, spends a week there visiting with different doctors, uh, seeing what's going on, connecting with a lot of different people, came here for one weekend and chose to come to Northwest Arkansas uh, 18 years ago 
and they've been here ever since. My father's, you know, passed away since then, but uh, my my brother's here, my sister's here, and I'm here. Um, and we have one sibling that was here for a while and now in Oklahoma, but close enough. But that's one of the stories. The other one is that um, I was fortunate that I had somebody call me. Uh, they'd been in the tourism industry. Um, they were calling me and asking me about um, uh, moving to the area. They had five cities on their um, radar. Uh, I went and had coffee with them and just visited about the community and what was going on. And um, they chose from our city, and I'm going to get, I'm not sure if all the cities, it was San Diego, um, I think uh, somewhere in, somewhere else in California, Austin, and one, and I can't remember, it might have been a Florida community, um, but they were looking at us and Bentonville was in that uh, list and they chose here and they're still here and they're they're doing very well in the community and very engaged in the community. So I think those are the kind of stories that are happening. I think it's also, um, I look at uh, January for us, I think we had um, over almost around 20 uh, requests for proposals, RFPs of events coming to our area that COVID has kind of displaced a lot of events. Like they couldn't book in the city that they were supposed to go into or it got, they're going to go into them the next city. So people are looking to come to Bentonville uh, from different communities, different organizations. And we did over 20 um, RFPs in uh, January. That is unheard of for our community. Um, we January is usually our planning month. And, uh, you know, I'm still in the, you know, gathering of information and getting things organized. And, and it, it, never complaining, for sure, <laughs> never complaining. We'll get those done and we're going to take care of the folks when they come here because they've heard so many positive things of what's going on and they want to show uh, some aspect of what's going on here to their attendees. And so that's been a huge success for us. And we're going to continue to see that, I think. Um, of course, a lot of those are cycling and then their outdoor experiences. And then also with the whole Health Institute coming, people are talking to us about booking in 23, 24, and 25 for different types of uh, medical and uh, you know holistic type experiences into the area. So we're getting um, those calls and those initiatives that are going. So the things that are going on are impacting our industry and supporting our community because all of those folks coming in um, are a huge economic impact back to our restaurants, to our retail. Um, it does, uh, it brings in new dollars to our community is how I use it. Absolutely. You know, we really do punch above our body weight, well above our body weight. Um, they're going to have to move us up in the weight class, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I think when we hit over 50, uh, when we go over that 50,000 population, I think it puts us up into the next weight classes from my understanding. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I'm always amazed to hear people talk about, like you just listed off, a number of cities, ginormous places, and then little old Bentonville. Uh, and I've also noticed that in businesses throughout our community, that is not unusual. Starting in the entrepreneurial space, for example, one of the most prolific investors in the world in the early stage space is uh, plug and play. Mm -hmm. And they're in these giant cities all over the world. And Bentonville, you go downtown and you see the 21C uh, Museum Hotel and they're in these large cities across the country. And Bentonville, there's mm -hmm. another hotel coming downtown that I noticed their locations are in places like New York. And I think there was a Miami location in Philadelphia and Lisbon mm -hmm. and Bentonville. Yeah. And I, I keep seeing this theme over and over again. And it's 
it's amazing. I think the you know the the daily uh, increase of people moving here really does have an impact, and it enhances uh, that experience for those folks to even look at us as a possible destination. Um, somebody like a Top Golf that was talked to years ago and said we don't have the population, and now you see them here in Rogers. And so those are the kind of things that have happened um, over time. If we continue to grow, we have more opportunities for these folks to um, invest in our community and give back to our community. You bet. I was in another community, I won't say who they are, that uh, tried to attract the top golf for a long time and they were never successful and they definitely had the population to support it. Uh, and so that's one of the things as I was driving up I-49 when I came yeah. up for my interview back, uh, you know, in 2020, that I had not spent that much time driving up 49 mm -hmm. when I noticed top golf. I thought, yep. well, that's really interesting. Something's really happening here. It's just I don't know why that uh, why that particular place mm -hmm. made me think that, but um, it's just more of the same, the the unexpected. We're always delivering more than expected. Uh, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Oh, I think that our, um, I, you know, you did a great job, James. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> um, I think for us is, uh, you know, we want to continue to support what's going on in our community and how we do that is through partnerships. And I think one of the things that we forget to tell people is that, you know, we work together, our three organizations, but we work with the school system. We work with the museums. We work with the hotels. And we can't do our job without those people. So I always tell them that they're an extension of our business, but they're also an extension of, or we're an extension of their business. And so we want to make sure that, you know, we can't do our job without the people here in our community supporting us. And I think that sometimes we forget to tell them thank you and, you know, and also giving them that option um, to be part of this um, initiatives of all the positive things that are going on in our community. And we can't thank, um, you know, the people that invest in our community enough. We can't think of the people that are moving in and investing in our community. It continues to be a huge asset for us. And I, I always try to take the time um, on the podcasts or even when I'm speaking, just to thank those folks, because we couldn't do this. Uh, we're a team, as I always say. It's, it doesn't. It takes a lot more than just one person. Right. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I want to plug our schools for a moment since yeah, you brought them up. Sure. Uh, we have a 21-month-old boy at home, so yeah. he's a little ways out from, you know, yep. going to school. But I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so I went to niche.com, was looking up some school rankings and the such. Discovered our school district is ranked in the top 2.3% in yes. the nation. Yep. And I have a 21 and a 22-year-old uh, that are out of school. And um, my daughter's in college. And just recently, she said, Mom, our high school prepared me for college. I am more prepared than I think uh, a lot of the students because a lot of them were saying, hey, how are you studying? What are you doing? And she just kind of said, here's what I did when I was in high school because this is what they taught me how to study. And she's a 4.0 student. She's on her senior year and she's had 4.0 every year. And I give that kudos to the Bentonville High School and the Bentonville Public Schools because we couldn't have done it without them. They, they are right. top notch. Well, funny you say that because the next stat I had for you is that we have two high schools ranked in the top 4% of the nation. And uh, I may get these numbers flipped here, but it doesn't matter. It's it's close enough. It's, uh, let's see, there were, uh, there was one middle school ranked in the top 3% and then something like six elementary schools ranked in the top two or 3%. It's hard to believe. Uh, and so, you know, kudos to Dr. Jones and the, and the school district for the amazing work uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that they do. Um, okay, I've got one more question I didn't tell you about. 
Great. This okay. one is straight out of left field. Okay. It's one of my favorite questions to ask people. And I'll give you an example. So I'll give you a moment to think about it. But if you could pick one superpower that you could have, but it came with a limitation, what would it be? And mine would be, I, I believe that if I were watching a sporting event, that I could pick up my remote and press a button and be transported into the arena or stadium. I mean, right now on on Thursday, I would love to be transported into the stadium in San Francisco to see <laughs> Arkansas take yeah, on, on sure. Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. Um, but the limitation would be that it would also, I would have to take a guest and the person I would take would absolutely hate sports and complain <laughs> you went down a wrong path yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah complain the whole time but i would be there oh man this is a tough question um superpower i would say um you know everybody makes fun of me that um even i think my quote is a uh, mario andretti is that if you're not going fast enough you're moving too slow kind of thing um uh i am um i think it would be speed because I want to get as much done as I can and be involved in as many things as I can be because I, I love people. I love to be around people. Um, I think a limitation would be, um, I don't know what my limitation would be on speed. Um, I think the, because I'd want to be able to stop. <laughs> and I don't know that I, I don't stop now quick enough to do it. I'm not thinking what my limitation would be. I don't know what I have on a limitation. I want to make sure that I'm involved with everything as I can. Um, and keep, and I like to bring people along with me. So there's, uh, that, that is probably my superpower. I want to bring people along as, as fast as we can go and get things done. Um, probably for me, it would be that I need to slow down. It's not a limitation. It's more of a reality. I need to slow down and kind of take it all in. So I think I can try to mix that a little bit. I'm not giving you a limitation because I don't really want a limitation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe your limitation then would be that at any given point in the journey, one time a month <laughs> that everything would come to a screeching halt for like an hour and you had absolutely no choice as to when that hour came. Yeah. Oh, that might be a good limitation. And it, I might enjoy that limitation. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that limitation would drive me nuts. <laughs> I might enjoy one hour. <laughs> so, Kayleen, if folks like what they heard today from you, what's the best way to reach you and visit Bentonville? Sure. You can see us at visitbentonville.com on our website. Uh, we're on all social media from LinkedIn to Facebook, and it's all Visit Bentonville uh, to Twitter. Uh, we're all we're all social media options. So uh, please feel free to join us. Check out. It keeps you in the loop of what's going on. And um, hopefully we'll keep you up to date on the events, but also what additional new exciting things that are happening in the area. Perfect. So, Kayleen, thank you for spending time with us today. I really enjoyed this conversation. And to our audience out there, if you enjoy what you've heard today, uh, please hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. And also, in addition to visiting uh, Visit Bentonville, visit uh, BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com, where you'll also find these podcasts and learn a lot more about the area, especially from a, a business perspective, or if you're a remote worker looking for a new place to uh, call home, uh, do that as well. Uh, thank you again, and see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.